almost Friday. TGI, almost F. It's almost. <laughs> it's almost Friday. Almost. Man, this has been a long week. This has been a long week. It's a week, you know. Um, this is. This is Dunson Talk number 97. And you know you're tired when you forget the title that you had already said in your mind. Um, but we're here. And you know, we got a guest with us. She was here on our previous podcast. No, previous show. Um, slash podcast. And um, you know, it's very difficult to get this person. You know, <laughs> they have an extraordinary schedule. Um, they have, you know, they have a beautiful life. They are able to travel the world. They try different cuisines. Um, they're able to sip different wines. They're able to review different foods, give their, um, you know, review of the experience and they live an amazing, you know, they, they just live in the movie in real time. And, uh, you know, Welcoming back to the show again, the legend, the OG, the one of one, VA's own, Anika. Thank you for having me. And wait a minute, if, if we're really repping where you from from, Give them where you're from, from, because I'm I'm not gonna say it wrong. Where, when you're saying where you from, they ask you where you from. What do you tell them? I would say I'm from the seven five seven. I'm Dang from on. Virginia Beach, specifically. Oh, specifically, I and you know what? And I wanted to get it right because I'm like, I think she's VA Beach, but you know, let me let me get her stuff right. You know what? Sorry, audience, because literally I'm gonna I'm gonna change the sound a little bit, but it's only because I feel like we got to keep it somewhat G. You know, we we've we've evolved and grown, but we're gonna give it a little bit of G status. She's from VA Beach, you know, you know. <laughs> just understand, understand. I love Virginia Beach. I, I've had some dope times there. Um, um, watched a lot of like live bands and you know eating food live bands and and uh, your your uh, your strip is actually very very dope. I, I I feel like everybody knows that, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't get that light for sure. I mean, it's uh, all about perspective. Okay. I would say. Do Do you feel yes, like? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I do love where I'm from. Say that, say that again. Something happened with the connection. I was just saying, I do love where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is all about perspective, for sure. Absolutely, because I think we all know somebody that they, um, you know, they're from, that's always interest, uh, interesting to me. Like, I love being from Baltimore. Wait a minute, I'm not going to do gunshots because we're not going to perpetuate, you know. <laughs> we're, 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 we're trying to get us to be a little bit better. Virginia Beach is dope. I'm sure they have their own hurdles to climb also, but we're going we're gonna to switch the sounds for that. But 
Um, it is always interesting when um, you have somebody that doesn't like where they're from. I always have been, um, didn't quite get it. I, I can point out the things that I think um, Baltimore definitely, you know, needs to work on. But I'm also aware of the, the, the great things that they have uh, accomplished. Do you, do you feel like sometimes from your POV, um, being from Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia Beach, that you kind of have somewhat of that type of uh, view? Yeah, we, we see the pros, we see the cons, for sure. There's a lack on either side. Well, there can be. Well, this is a perfect segue to um, what I, I called, because if I was going to talk to anybody about this uh, news that just came out, I had to talk to the OG of that town. You know, you got a town that has as much rich history as VA Beach. You got a lot of legends that come from where you came from. You got a lot of people who have set precedent. I had to turn my Nori, vo Nori voice on. Uh, precedent, you know, laid out the land. Got a lot of flowers, actually, a lot of the people that come from your town. Um, uh, one specifically that uh, got some flowers, um, definitely from the Drink Champ show, uh, Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, a.k.a. For Real. That was supposed to be applause, but that works too. Um, <laughs> a legend. Um, and he comes from your town, and he has a festival that was, funny enough, last year, it was more my way. And I kind of wish I would have uh, made my way to it. Ah, the tickets were kind of expensive. I was, I was trying to figure it out. But uh, last last year it was in DC, um, which which was kind of weird. Was it weird to you when you heard that uh, something in the water, you know, made its way to to DC? Did you feel a way about it? Um, it was kind of disheartening, but I understood. Um, at that time, the reasoning for it, but um, you know, it's back, so all you all we can do is move forward. I'm I'm very as much as I uh, selfishly would have loved for it to be back in the D.C. area, and I heard nothing but good things. Um, about the festival being in D.C. Um. The DMV is a very, you know, it's an interesting uh, um, collaboration of towns. Um, very different, um, but somehow always uh, connected. I, but, you know, it's funny, do you, and, and, and let me get your opinion as a person, a native. Uh, do you feel like Virginia Beach is almost kind of like, outside looking in, it's Virginia... But it's kind of its own, you know, Virginia Beach could be its own state. You know, it has its own zone that's kind of separate from the from the state. Would you say that? Well, what we mainly separate is, say, like Hampton Road, which is the seven cities, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake, Newport News, um, Hampton, 
I feel like I'm missing something. But the seven cities, that's the seven five seven, that's the Tidewater area, Hampton Road, so to speak. And then there's, you know, your eight oh four, which is Richmond and, you know, that area and, you know, northern Virginia. Those are two complete different areas, different mm. vibes. Love them all, but um, we do hold different identities in these different factions of Virginia. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I never realized, one, I, I forgot how, you know, I guess it could be considered Virginia Beach is is a it's a it's a it's a solid size state. Like it's 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 got a bit of uh, you know it's a it's a I would say I guess you could say it's a big state, maybe medium sized state, but um, you you until you go there or definitely until you meet people from there, you don't realize how much of because. Outside looking in, I thought, oh, okay, you're from Virginia. You go to Virginia Beach, you don't feel like you are in a different, you know, bandwidth. But <laughs> you are, because because uh, Northern Virginia is a totally, you know, Alexandria and you know everything up there. It has a lot of that DC um, element in it because you know a lot of people, you know, work in DC and then they'll live in Northern VA. Right. So, um, something in the water is back where it belongs. Um, did you hear anything about? Uh, I know was it the mayor that there was the issue as far as? Um, I know that uh, I read that there were complaints about the last time that the festival was there. Did you hear anything about that? There was issues with the city of Virginia Beach. Success. Um, and uh, Pharrell, but he actually penned like a letter saying that, you know, something in the water wasn't going to be out here because of the toxic energy of the city. Mm. Um, for many reasons, um, the city was just not receptive to what we were doing or what they were doing with something in the water. And then, of course, there's, um, more political issues at play with, you know, police um, violence and, and not getting justice for certain things that are happening in our community. So that was the, you know, you know, gist of why something in the water was not taking place in Virginia Beach in, in 2020, 2021, I guess. Um, but in this back, um, like you said, we're it belongs, and I'm excited to see how it will compare to the original festival in 2019. And were you were you at that? In I feel like you were at you were at the inaugural uh, something yes, in the water. That's, that's like a something in the water. Yes. You were working with them at that time, right? Um. Well. I I worked with something in the water on a community conversation series okay. on their Instagram. So I did a conversation series on their Instagram live, um, just trying to you know get 
people in our community to be interested in voting and talking about some issues that plague our community and just talk, we, specifically I was talking to um, the founder of Creative Media, Medium Creative Agency, Chanel Holder. So we were discussing um, being a creative in the seven five and of course the importance of voting and um, kind of some of the things that people don't really consider when it comes to being a creative in the area. So that's that's the way I worked with um, something in the water, but in general, I was a attendee in 2019. I also, during my grad program, wrote a three-page paper on the festival and my identity of Virginia Beach and whether we do have an identity or not. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my connection lies with the festival. I thought it was an amazing um, opportunity for the area. Totally agree. Totally agree. And it was great, you know, as a person that, I mean, I guess uh, I still, I was, I was, I was growing. No, yeah, I was, that might've been high school era uh, for me. Um, I remember when nerd first came up, but you know what? It a little bit before that, I remember when Nori, cause I was a big Capone and Noriega and still am big Capone and Noriega uh, fan. Uh, so I remember following Capone and Noriega, uh, the gr- the rap group, uh, when um, I think Capone, you know, went in, uh, Nori started to kind of do his own thing as a as a soul artist. And uh, one of his big hits was, um, you know, What What? And that was the first time I had even seen the Neptunes. I, that was maybe the first record that introduced me to them. I probably heard other things. There's other records that were them. But that was like the, the zone where everybody, you're watching BET, The Basement, and you realize, oh, that's the Neptunes. And I was one of those people that read, you know, the the, the production credits and stuff like that. So um, I was big on figuring out who produced the record, where it was produced. You know, I'm one of the few, one of the few. Uh, I miss the days, you know, uh, before streaming when you had booklets with artwork and things of that nature. Right. You know, um, that used to be my, uh, you know, I miss it. Um, so... It was dope seeing um, just them having their uh, their moment where back in the day, I hate to say that, old man emoji put that on my face at this moment. Um, <laughs> there was a time where, uh, you know, you the production crew um, or production person, um, you followed them along with the records that they were creating. And um, so I was excited um, hearing about him bringing the festival to Virginia Beach because I I understand like I said when we started this conversation, um you 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 guys got a lot of legends you got got you know Timberland I think he's Virginia Beach right um is Missy also Virginia Beach Missy of course Miss she actually just got um a street a to her. yeah a street um not too long ago actually. Wow, you know where uh, they put the uh, the sign? Where I'm not sure. 
I was uh, I was not off of work. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. not, um, Ladies and gentlemen, that's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working people, you know. That uh, you know, but it's dope. I mean, and long overdue. Long overdue. Like all of them create the soundtrack to a time, like and there's so much great music. So yeah, I'm oh I was excited to hear Pharrell doing that. Um, this is totally off. Uh, you know, he's actually Pharrell's doing some work in Baltimore, actually. Um they're uh renovating our uh, arena and he's a part of a um a crew of people I know it's I think it's Kevin Durant, um him, I think Ray Lewis might be involved, but they're renovating, which is long overdue. Like <laughs> Irena needed these updates long years ago. You know, I think this the arena was the same since the sixties, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So um you know, shout out to 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 all of them. <laughs> That nobody wants to have to travel to D.C. every time. Like, we we would get artists, but, you know, anybody that was big, I don't want to say anybody was big, but uh, some artists would do their tour runs and say, well, hey, why, I could just do, you know, um, um, crap, a D.C. or the D.C. Verizon Center when it was Verizon Center. I could just do that because all the people that live, you know, in the Maryland area, they'll come to D.C. But the drive sucks. The drive sucks. Yeah. I mean, with Virginia, we don't we don't always get get those big big headlining shows either. I mean, we're lucky to get down in Virginia Beach specifically, but often we have to travel to like Charlotte or Maryland or. Um, yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina, Maryland, typically D.C. if we want to um, attend something. I mean, sometimes people will come to Richmond, but for example, like Paramore just announced the tour. And um, my friend sent me the tour dates, and I looked, and I was like, all right, so do you want to travel to Charlotte? Do you want to travel to D.C.? Or do you want to travel to Texas? You know, make a trip out of it. Because it's not going to be here. So <laughs> either, way, either way, you're going to have to do some extra things um, stay somewhere, you know, and make a trip out of it in order to get things. And say, say the did you say Paramore? Paramore, yeah. You know, now are you, is your friend a, a fan of Paramore or you are a fan of Paramore also? Yeah, we're, we're both fans of Paramore. Okay, wow, all right, all right. I haven't heard their name in so long that I, I, in my head when you were saying it, I was like, did she say Paramore? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite band? Do you have a favorite band? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> off the top of my head, I would say the Ivy Brothers. Oh, you know what? Well played, well played, well played. What about but what about a band that's like more? Uh, I hate the word like alternative rock, or I don't. I think that's what they would call it, like alternative rock, or um, um, it's got to be a better name than that. 
Isn't that the name? Like now, like because they they have so many different boxes for rock. They got punk rock. Um, I'm guessing like what would Metallica be considered? Um, what they do, like heavy metal, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I hate the boxes or whatever, whatever. So, uh, what about like more of a metal band? Um, I don't really listen to metal that much. Okay, okay. I mean, if you want to go with like a band like Green Day or like Okay, Pink White Keys, Panic at the Disco. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute, what is Paramore considered? Like as far as the boxes? Um, I would consider Paramore just like a typical your based American rock band. I don't know. I don't I don't know specific. Yeah, yeah. A specific label for them. Well, shout out to you because you know what, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire is a band. As crazy as that sounds, <laughs> you know, you got people playing guitar, drums, like, and they're in the group. Like, you know, it, it's a band. So that's that's right. pretty dope that uh you, you you know there's some people that say oh I mean they're an R and B group but it's technically they're they're a band. So. That's dope. That's dope. But yes, I I feel your pain in Virginia Beach. Um, Baltimore too gets gets kind of done dirty sometimes with with shows where we gotta go. So I'm I'm happy to see. Shouts out to your guy, Pharrell. You know it's long overdue being able to get. And I hope uh, what what's the arena for you? Like if somebody was coming to Virginia Beach, you guys do have an arena. I would assume. Yeah. So we have an amphitheater. Um, it's changed names over the years. It used to be a Virginia's amphitheater, but I think it's still called Farm Zero Live now. They may have changed it since then, but um, let's go with Farm Zero Live. I think that's what it's called um, currently. Okay. 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 That's cool. That's dope. Well, it's it's great. What what was some of the thoughts? Because I know you you went two thousand nineteen. Uh, she was at the she was at the first one. You know, she's a legend. Um, you didn't get? Did you go? You didn't get to go to the DC one. No, um, I didn't. I didn't really, didn't really want to. But <laughs> really, really, it just. Uh, I mean, well. In 2019, I was still in in college. I was in grad school. So I had lots of responsibilities, but I didn't have a full-time, you know, career and everything else on top of it. Um, And then additionally, I I just really didn't have an interest specifically. Nothing was calling to me to go to something in the water in D.C., yeah, I can't even tell you when it when it was. I mean, I knew I knew I knew it went, but they didn't really enjoy it at all. I heard wow. more. I had I heard more negative than I heard positive regarding um, something the water in DC. What were um? Let, well, uh, let us know. Like, what what? 
I want to get that perspective in too. Like I yeah. heard good things, but I want to hear what, what were some of the negative negative things that you heard from um from your sure. experience. Um, when it comes to a festival, you know, you expect it to be somewhere, you know, big open spaces, a huge field, usually festivals are somewhere kind of in the cut deep somewhere. But I was told um, it was a lot of big areas that they felt like could have been utilized by the festival, but a lot of the festival was in the streets and um it just wasn't spacious enough which i mean coming from someone who, who you know throws events and, and and curates things i know there's all types of all types of reasoning why things are done the way they're done so i can't you know put fault on onto one or anything um but also another issue that people raised were the the stages the original something in the water had one stage um, in Virginia Beach. So you didn't have to worry about, you know, typically typically festivals have multiple stages. So that's not something out of the norm. But for this festival, the stages were too close together. So um, a lot of people who went told me that they would be at one stage and they could hear the feedback and the music and everything going on from the other stage, um, the other two stages, because they had like a sun stage, a moon stage, and then a, a, another stage as well. Um, I I actually watched the festival on like I streamed it on my TV a couple of days um, when I wasn't busy. I was working from home those days, so I was able. <laughs> turn it on the TV and kind of work and watch what was going on in real, in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of issues with the set times, um, which, you know, is expected when it comes to, you know, performances and working with artists. But I was told it was really bad to where there was only supposed to be one headliner performing at one time, but there was multiple people performing during the head, headlining performance because of wow. you know schedules and being able having to push things back and everything like that and I remember from a home standpoint sitting at home and there's a schedule and there's a, a link for you to be able to watch it live and the, the schedules weren't coinciding at all and there's like different channels for different stages and I was flipping around a lot because I was just like oh <laughs> This is not really, it's not really nothing, but, you know, um, I'm happy to hear that it's coming back to Virginia Beach, and I'm just, just as an event planner, curious how the layout is going to be, how things are going to be ran, um, is it going to near more of the original event in 2019, or are they going to keep the idea of the three stages and just do that in in um, this upcoming event because the 2020 something in the water was supposed to be in Virginia Beach originally and they had released like um, kind of a map for those who had purchased tickets and um, it showed that there was going to be three stages at that at that time 
So um, I'm curious to see if they'll stick with the one stage or expand to the three stages and um, what other partnerships that they'll be working on. And um, and to your point, in in that you're an event planner, uh, ladies and gentlemen. She she does you know she does very dope. It's funny, like I'm always seeing like another event. Like she's very active, you know. You know, you you might get an idea that she you know she's working. You know, we all work in our nine to fives, and she does that. But she's pretty active on this event planning as well. Uh, a lot of events, a lot of things, and I say all that to say. Um, you probably have a very uh, large wealth of knowledge in um, planning uh, events, uh, possibly even um, shows and things where you're booking artists um, and, and, and putting those things together in a way that um, you can provide like the greatest show for the uh, for the, you know, the person viewing it, uh, checking it out. Um in your opinion, seeing uh, when it was, I guess, at its best when it first came out, the first iteration, and then seeing um, the DC uh, run where um, you saw some things that you would do differently, um, would you, I guess, one, uh, what are some of the things that you are hoping that they do this time, um, knowing what it was, knowing what you just saw, with some things that you, if you were playing it, would would um, execute. And uh, I, I am interested to hear, would you take it back to one stage or would you go with the, uh, the idea that was going to run um, in 2020 uh, where they would do the three stages scenario? Well, from a organizing standpoint, I understand the reasoning for three stages, and I understand it's um, also a way to reallocate such a large amount of large amount of people at one time. That way, they're you know more spread out, more dispersed. Um, in the first something in the water, hydration, and I heard in the second one, hydration was a big issue. Um, and when you have such a large crowd of people um, at one stage yeah, and there's yeah. something going on, and imagine you being all the way at the front of a set. The L. Um, at the, the you've L. made it all the way from the front. You've been there all day. <laughs> you, you've weaved your way all the way to the front, and then, boom, you are dehydrated, and you don't have any water on your person. And the water stations are out, out, out the crowd. You know, that's, that's the issue. I mean, there are people passing out out there. There are people who are severely hydrated. So from an, a health standpoint, you know, and just, you know, spreading out the large amount of people that's going to be out there, three stages makes um, good sense. From a, a Tendy standpoint, I personally prefer one stage okay. because I, um, if I know that I want to see, I don't know, if I want to see one performer at one time, I don't have to worry that 
another performer that I also want to see is at another stage. That's mm-hmm. one thing about festivals when it comes to the multiple stages. You, you, it's, it's a game of compromise. You have to sit there and pick and choose who you want to see because if you leave one stage to go to another, chances are you're not coming back to that other stage for at least two hours because it's, it takes a lot of time working to get to the other other stage and then, you know, getting at a good spot you want to get at to, you know, be able to see who you want to see. And then you just might be tired. You, you might not want to go back to the other stage or the set at the other stage is, it goes longer, you know, the, the person doesn't come out on time. So you're there longer and then boom, you're missing the set at the other stage that you wanted to see. So it's, it's a lot of logistics that go into planning the event, but there's also a lot of logistics that go into being a attendee and just, you know, being there. I mean, personally, for myself, I'm a planner. So if I go to something like a festival, I'm like, all right, so-and-so and so-and-so is for me here at this time, which I want to do. Like, I'm, I'm making a game plan. There's a lot of people who, you know, they just vibe, they go to flow. <laughs> and I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm you a know yourself. Bit of both. So, you know yourself. Exactly. So when it comes to the stages, I prefer there to be one stage. I prefer to be prepared, have water on me. So I'm smart. not leaving in the set. Smart. You said what? No, yeah, yeah it's smart. <laughs> because I'm not going to hold you up to. At the very first something in the water, Jay-Z came out, and I was lit. But I was also dehydrated at that time. So I had to leave the crash. I had to leave the crash. So I was able to see, like, the beginning of his set um, when he came out. So my name is Hope, H to the O-V. And then I... (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna pass out if I didn't get you know what. <laughs> you should you should have went hard, Anika. You should have just charge it to the game. You passed out, but you lived the life. But yeah, so um, there's multiple ways to look at it. It's all about perspective. But I I I still stand by the one stage because I don't want to have to think about the stress of having to go jump through different stages and dealing with logistics because with the first one through the water, there were so many things to, um, you know, different, I can't think of the word right now. It's been a long day, but exhibitions and, and, and different things that are set up for you to interact with as an attendee that you're planning that too. I'm like, Oh, I want to go to the BBC truck. Oh, I want to go see, Like, you can make your own Adidas slides. I was not able to do that at the first something in the water. But, you know, it's all of those active pieces that you want to also deal with. It's not just the typical, oh, I'm going to see, you know, my favorite artist perform type of thing. So that's also something that you got to keep in mind. So... When you have more stages, it's just more work for me personally <laughs> as an attendee. So, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, that you you bring up a lot of you know they need you on the on the on the think tank board because you bring up a lot of um. And as you were talking, I was thinking to myself like because you know I haven't gone to 
I've, I've, I would say I've gone to a few. Made in America, for some reason, I always miss it. I ne- I, I've always had plans on going, but it's like I just logistically, I've, I have not felt like figuring that out. Um, Philly's not that far from us. Um, Baltimore's like right up the street somewhat. But um, even the last time I did a Philly festival, I went to the Roots Picnic. Um, which I really, I really like their festival. Um, but thinking about what you were talking about, it, it, that is the biggest L to be had when you go to a festival is um, you're going to miss artists. You're going to yeah, miss somebody. You have to customize no matter what. It's, it's impossible to actually be able to get everything you want to do done. And then on top of that, when you add a person, two people, three people to the equation, you're definitely not getting anything you want done <laughs> all together. I remember when it came to the last something in the water or the very first one, um, somehow I ended up by myself at the front for Anderson's tax set, which he was the headliner for that night. Oh, that was a movie. And I don't, I don't, I don't, when it comes to me, I'm an avid concert goer. I've been doing concerts since I can remember. So, yeah, yeah I understand. Play for nobody. Oh, wow, wow, me. wow. You say you're not, you're not, wait a minute. So, you, you left your, you left your crew? Okay, c- quite frankly, it was a big, it was a big crowd. So, we got separated naturally. Oh. And early, I was already separated. Might as well leave my way to the front. It was a very natural. <laughs> it, was, it, it happened very naturally, but towards the end, right, right, right at the beginning of his set, I was at the very front of the stage. So you're one of them. You're one of you. Are you? Do you? Do you prefer to be in the front? Because I've I've had this issue uh, a few times. Well, a lot of times. I've always the. I'm always the. I always debate being in the front. Because like when what if I have to you know use the restroom or what if I um, like you know when you're in that crowd it's like shoulder to shoulder you you sometimes you get to a point where like okay I'm ready I'm done and like you don't get to choose sometimes like you might have to wait it out because it depends it depends I mean for me I'm five three. so if I'm not in the front <laughs> I'm not seeing yeah, anything yeah man that's real. For me, I have to be, you know, toward the some in some sort of way just for me to see. But um, you know, when it comes to concerts, you gotta be prepared. You gotta you gotta make that restroom trip beforehand. You gotta you gotta know yourself for real. <laughs> like it just is what it is. Like it is what it is. But I'll say, like. Um, just about a week or so ago, I went to see Thundercat at the oh, Norba. That show was crazy. Did he do? He had to do them changes. You said what? Uh, I, I was saying the song "Them Changes." I think it's "Them Changes." Did he do that record? Uh-huh. Well, okay, so I was sick, and oh. I actually was debating the entire day whether I should go or not because that's how sick I was. Okay. Um. But my friend, she said she wasn't going to go unless I went. And I didn't want her to waste her money because 
So I was like, that's a real so, one. You know, let me brush, brush, brush it off and, uh, you know, go. Um, so I said, <laughs> I told her, I said, also, if you drive and take me to CVS to get medicine <laughs> afterwards, um, I said, wow. let me know 10 minutes away because I'm going to be in the bed until that 10 minutes. So I, wow. I like that said until that 10 minutes he said i'm 10 minutes out i got up i threw on some jeans i threw on um a windbreaker and to the norva we went um and i told her i was like yeah i'll just stand like not in the crowd but kind of like you know loose and um the mighty dreams festival uh the conference is going on um, these three days, so this is like a Wednesday. So, so it was it was like a solid crowd in there, but it wasn't like super tight. Like the 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 event was called an intimate night with Thundercat, and it really did seem pretty intimate. Like it wasn't too packed in there or anything. So I was like, all right, I feel like you know confident about being here and everything. So. Just kind of stood there loosely in in the crowd, but I'm not gonna hold you. the The lights were intense. The lighting, the lighting was intense, and um, I was getting hot, and um, I started having a, a really bad headache. Dang. The lights were hurting. I I couldn't do it, so <laughs> we stayed for like maybe three more songs. We were there for about an hour and then left because I couldn't handle it. Um, but I did enjoy what I did see. Um, so, yeah, I I wanted to go to the Kachanata show, but it, it sold out the same day that they posted the tickets. Ooh. So, you we went to Thundercat um, on that Wednesday, but Kachanata was on that Thursday, I think, so. Yeah, Kachanada puts on a great show. I seen them um at the Roots Picnic and um I my my friend, shout out to Nell, Nell Studios. Um uh she was more into um she I I, I hear him, but I'm not I you know, it I don't know. I hear him, I like what I hear. I I like his music. For whatever reason, I just never I don't know, I just never play it for whatever reason but i saw him live and he does a does an amazing show and he i mean he does really good like working with the crowd and really getting them into it um i've also seen thundercat ha funny enough i saw thundercat with anderson pack actually he opened up for him at our our outside venue in baltimore um called pier six and uh it's right next to the harbor and uh you know, Thundercat does an amazing show. I know the time that you saw Anderson, um, man, Anderson does a, I've seen him a few times. Um, <laughs> funny, random funny story. I, uh, I, there was a show I saw of him. It might've been Roots Picnic one time, I think. Cause I went to Roots Picnic, strangely enough, a couple of times. I forgot that I did, but I did. Um, Somebody mentioned somebody. I was like, wait a minute. I think I've seen him. And life is a blur. But uh, I, 
I think he I think at one time he might have been on Snapchat. And I uh I think he either he had snapped somebody had snapped him being there doing the show. And um I long story short, I responded to him and I thought I was uh, I I thought I was being uh supportive. Uh I uh was like, dang man. No, it wasn't uh it was not Roots Picnic. It was a festival that's in DC called um uh Broccoli Fest. Oh uh, broccoli. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've always wanted to go, but there's always something else going on during the same time. Well, if you ever get a chance, uh, check it out. But long story short, I, I think he had blocked me because I because the crowd wasn't really showing him no love. Like I really, you know, if you're doing a really great show, um, you know, he's playing the drums, he's singing. You know, you see, I think his he can up dances like if he does put on a show. Yeah, and and this might and by the way, like you probably may you, you more than likely you saw even a more evolved version of him because I think it was just him and the uh, free nationals um, performing together. And it was just him performing. And um, I just didn't feel the vibe. Like the crowd was really giving him like his due because he really was given to me performance wise, a really great show. Long story short, I said, I was saying like, Hey, yo man, they ain't really the real one. Showing you no, they weren't showing you no love, man. You did a great show, and he was like, "You, uh, some to the effect of that, you didn't think I, you know, they ain't, you don't think they was showing me love or whatever." And I think I got blocked. Okay. <laughs> I may have not got blocked, but once I said I tried to say something positive, it's, I didn't get a response. So you know, yeah, what can you do? This is all you know through technology. But I'm a big still, you know. Anson Pack is is if you get a chance, people listening, check him out live. I, all that's a little quick to say. He does an excellent show, very dope. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, so that I got all off my off my list, but I like to keep the conversations natural. Um, uh, so what are some artists? Because I I uh, I don't think that they've released. What artists are gonna be there? Uh, no, they haven't. They won't release that for at least some months. You never. You just buy the tickets. You don't know who you're going to see. Mm, which, um, I don't like that. You know, a lot of people say they don't like it, but I understand the reasoning. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. Um, but. Yeah, I I I I hope and expect it to be a good lineup. Okay. Um, you got any artists in mind that like if you if they're like Anika, whatever she picks, whoever she picks, we will get those people. What are some artists that you think, um, just what you know about the show from a stylistic uh, perspective, or just what you would say like man it would be dope to see them at something in the water um back in virginia beach with some some artists that you would like to see booked for the something in the water hmm. well definitely Ari Lennox is that would be a win that 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 would be a win that would be a win and 
Um, From normally, the area? Normally, yeah. Normally, um, I want to say Dream, either Dreamville or Broadway Fest is normally during the same weekend as something yeah. in the water. And I want to go. I want to go to Dreamville. But I don't think that the case this year. So I'm hoping um, we can get Ari Lennox. I've been trying to see Doja Cat in concert for the longest, but she keeps canceling (laughs) 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 that she's supposed to be at. Um, I think Doja Cat is an amazing performer, and I would love to see her live. Um, I would like to see... um, This might be... This might be, and I don't think this is like on people's mind, but I would like to see Jamie Foxx in concert. That's a curveball. That is a curveball, Nika. I would was not. If I I was trying to feel where you were going, didn't pick that you would. Why, Jimmy? Jimmy, him performing his first album or him actually doing a whole set. Jamie Foxx has songs. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not taking no. He is he legend. I I think he would have to be legend, right? Just as a singer, legend I status. Think, I think he could pr- produce a solid set. Oh, absolutely. It would be people aren't aren't um, expecting either. True. Uh, True. I would like to see T Pain in. In, Man, in, that would be a movie. Concert. Be a movie. I haven't chance to see him live. Does a great show. T Pain does a yeah. really great show. Uh, I don't think people until he did that Tiny Desk concert. I don't think people were checking for him. Um, that was a good Tiny Desk. That was a really, really good Tiny Desk. Vocally, a lot of people didn't know he could sing. He can, he can sing. That bothers me. I, I that really, I, I don't. I always have to take myself out of it because I'm really, I'm in it. Like, I really, like, I'm music is life. So, I like, sometimes I have to remind myself the average person probably just doesn't dig that deep into it. But it's like, I didn't understand why people didn't think he could sing because I heard records where he didn't have as much um, of, um, you know, the sound effect on his voice. And even with the sound effect, I could tell that he could he could hit notes. He's not, you know, he's not Luther Vandross, but it's like he knows tone. He can he can carry melody. And to me, he's really underrated as a songwriter. Like he's one of he's a solid. He's a hit maker. I don't know if I can find the right words, but he he's a solid songwriter for sure. And he's got some big heavy hitters underneath his his run. T Pain's run, it's 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 a it's a it's a legendary run. Like when T Pain had it, you know, he's got a lot of records that he was on or produced that um, it, it makes him definitely a big dog. Uh, what's some uh, what's some other people that you would? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out another unexpected one, but I would really love to see India RV. I'm realizing today, Anika throws curveballs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I the, think something about the something in the water lineup that I really enjoy is you get you get 
the back in the days, you get the current music, you get the nostalgic feeling. But when it comes to nostalgia, I would love to see Indyari. I would love to see Nelly or Fabulous. I would love to nice. see D'Angelo. Yeah, I, I love D'Angelo's um, on the list. I, I really would love to see D'Angelo live. I have not gotten a chance to see it. Like his first album is is just impeccable. Like it's just it's just that album is so incredible. Um, I believe Questlove is is you know doing production. Though. I believe you know. He did I would love to see the roots. The roots are amazing. The roots are amazing. Or or Outkast. I mean, the list goes on for me, really. I'm hurt. I never saw Outkast perform live, and probably never will. But I, I... Yeah, no. Ludacris would be a good addition to the lineup as well. Oh yeah, he's got hits. Hits on types of hits on types of hits. Absolutely. And then if you want to talk about newer acts, I would bring out Burna Boy, Brent Fayez. From the town, from around the, around the, around the way, the DMV, Maryland specifically, I believe. I would put Vince Staples on the lineup for sure. Okay, I like that. You said what? I said I like that. I like that. He does a great show. Yeah. Very great show. And I would like to see, because with for me, with Sunday Waters 2019, there was a lot of wild factors. Like, you got Missy Elliott, you got Usher, you got Trey Songz, you got Chris Brown. I want a surprise appearance from Little Kim at this one. I, I don't mean, think that's too no. difficult to do, but it could. I don't know. Man, they, they got to get you to book. We need We need you... Booking, because your booking is like it's a it's a different type of karate. Because I, you know what though, when you're doing the curveballs, I I think I'm just getting to the age where I'm wondering, like when you're coming up with the curveball, like even when you said Jamie Fox, it wasn't that I don't he has hits for days. I'm always. Not concern, but I'm always wondering, is this crowd too young? But I guess maybe once you you say Jamie Foxx is coming, the people who know will be there. But I'm just always wondering, like, you, you never... I, you never want to put the artists out there and, like, people know some of these songs. But, I mean, to a degree... Jamie Foxx might have like a period of time that his last big record might be blame it on, you know, blame it on the goose. And that was a long time ago at this point. So that's my only thing with curveball booking. I'm always wondering. I like it because it is off the grid, but I always wonder what are your thoughts about that? Like, like when you do something that's a little left, I'm the person, I'm typically the person who is fighting for those curveballs. When I go to an event and someone's like, who is so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, I kind of love so-and-so. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, for me, I, I, a lot of it's 
a lot of the time people, I see a lot of people go to events because everyone else is going or they might not like the, when the first something in the water um, flyers up, uh, a lot of people were like, who's so-and-so, who's so-and-so. Like they, they, a lot of people weren't really going with the, with the lineup necessarily. And um, for me, I was sitting there like, y'all are whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, no one's ever going to be satisfied, especially when it comes to these things. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's so true. OU and every year they had the OU homecoming performer announced. And it's like, it's either like, oh, we really rocking with this or boo, like y'all can do better. <laughs> It's like, it's all perspective. It really is. But for me, I think when you go to a festival that has so many different artists, it allows it allows for everyone to get something that they like. I just so happen to be someone who likes a lot of things. So when it came to the original Something in the Water, I was lit when Charlie Wilson came out. Man. Everybody else may have been like, who is this man? I know who this <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, so it just—it really all depends. It really all depends on on what your taste is, Uncle Charlie. I'll say this now: if they put Isley Brothers on this ticket, now that—that was now that is someone I would. That is that is who I would love to see on the bill. Footsteps um, in the dark. Footsteps in the dark. Footsteps in the dark for yeah. the love of you. Like, Voyage to Atlantis. You know. This, this, I mean, he, I would be, and that would be a case where if someone was like, "Oh no, I want to be at stage B," I'm gonna be like, "All right, well, I'm gonna be at stage A. I'll see when I see you because I have to see." Your tone got so aggressive. Your tone got you so aggressive. <laughs> I mean, how, how many opportunities does one have to see the Isley Brothers live in concert? Fair. That's fair. It's very fair. Especially in 2022, you know. So it's, that's that is you know I missed them. They came up here, and uh, I don't know what happened. I just I just ended up missing them. Sometimes you know something comes up, and you're like ah, your favorite on Ticketmaster or you know Live Nation, whatever, and you'll go like, all right, I'm gonna get back to buying those because I mean tickets can be tickets can be a bill, and you just like dang, I'll just get back to it, and then you'll miss the date, and you're right. like ah, oh, they they came and they're gone. But yes, I yeah, you know, yeah, Isley Brothers and you know they a legendary you know band for sure. That I could see that happening. I could see that. I ha- I could see that happening. They're very they're very. They've been making more music lately. They've been I believe going on tour. Um, so fingers crossed. Maybe there's someone on the bill for that for the. For the festival, I would love to see it. Well, we know if uh, Isley Brothers are booked to be at something in the water, you don't have to wonder who's up front. They have a water bottle with them. They are prepared, and they are in the front of the show. I'll be in there for sure. And they're in for there, sure. you know, checking checking it out. You know, first POV right there. You know, seeing Ron Isley in full effect, you know, doing, you know, legendary records, undefeated, 
you know, at this point, you know, undefeated. Never was defeated ever, but just just and to his to his point, it, it really shows you how like some guys really like I remember watching that versus and um watching um Earth Wind and Fire versus um the Osley brothers and I was just like I'm like, this playlist is gonna be so stupid when it hits title. Like there there is just no these records are just like undefeated. Like I don't know, I don't want to be old man, but man, like they say, music marks time. And that even when I heard those records, that wasn't my time period. This is like my parents' time period, you know, you know, yeah, somewhat their time period. Yeah, it's gotta be their time period. Um, and I'm listening to them as a kid. So you got like generations after that, and these records still are just what like just there's they're just it's just amazing to see that like you could write a song and you could really perform it for the duration of your life, like different generations of people, and it still is what it is. Like footsteps in the dark still is what it is. It just it never. It's amazing to see. I, I would love to see them live. Um, and I'm sure they'll have like somebody that either, uh, a, you know, just a band that we all look as Earth, Wind & Fire or, you know, somebody, Babyface or somebody that's got some records and they could put them out there and, you know, they're a legend. Um, I wouldn't mind. I would love to see somebody more Virginia-based too, um, like a Virginia um Legend. I think that I think the clips might uh perform on this one. You think? Well no, they performed on the last one. They had a reunion yeah. at the DC one and quite frankly, I don't think it would happen again. I also just seen push um Yeah, me too. Me too. A couple months ago, a month or so ago at the Norva and you would have you know, you would have maybe expected that there and it didn't happen. So I wouldn't really bet on it. And I mean, that was their first reunion at that last something in the water um, in, a, in a very long time. And honestly, it's just disheartening that it wasn't in Virginia because I don't think they appreciated it or knew what was going on in general to begin with just from watching it at home. So. Oh, so you had your and Anderson Pack moment, you know, with the with the clips. Like, no, they don't understand. They're not understand what's going on here. Absolutely, but I had that same Anderson Pack moment when I see Anderson Pack because I don't think <laughs> I don't think people were really um, giving him his his due credit when I seen him at the first one either. It it bo- it bo- it bothers me. Like I I um and I saw him before. For that, I believe I, I saw. I think that that time that might at a broccoli fest. That might have been my second time seeing them, and I just, I just was like, because I, I, I bumped Malibu. Like when that Malibu came out, it was on repeat. I like, I rock with those records, and um, I think uh, I can't think of the name of the other ones. I think he might play some records from No Worries, um. But it the show is just and then free nationals. I mean, they they just do an excellent. I mean, it's an it's a dope band, 
Um, I, I hate it. Anytime I see an artist and I'm like, yo, they're dope. I saw Smino um, at uh, Broccoli Fest. This is early Smino. Um, and it wasn't. What year? Huh, what year? Uh-huh. I can't recall. I can't recall. But I, I didn't even know. Like, I had heard of Smino. I had heard records. But I, um, I saw him live, and I was like, man, even what I didn't know, I was recognizing, like, oh, this is a dope show. Like, he's really putting on a great show. And um, I felt they were responding, but they wasn't really giving him his props like that. And I just like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's all right. You know, it, that's whack. But, you know, it's um, there's two types of people that watch shows. There's like people who really got that love for the music. And then there are people that I feel like the music is white noise. You know, it really is like you hear stuff in and out. You know names, maybe so. You know a song somewhat, but it's just something to do. It's just something that is on. It's just something that's around, and I guess I take it a little more seriously, maybe sometimes, depending. Yeah, and and then there's always because when you go to a show and you don't know the artist as well as you could have, I mean, it, it it's bittersweet because. When you're there, you, you might not know all of the songs, but you are enjoying, hopefully, what you are hearing. And then you might go home, and then you're at home, and you're like, dang, I wish I knew this song <laughs> when I was at the concert. Because now this is one of my favorite songs, and I, I wasn't able to have that moment with it. But you did have a moment of discovery at that point in time. So that's why I say it's bittersweet. That's true. That's true. That's true. We got we got be easy on the people that don't know because there's always a person that this is the first time that they ever. For me, know. it's about the, whether you're open minded or not. If if you're going to a show and you're automatically, I've been to a lot of shows where people are not giving the openers the credit they deserve, and they just really are ignorant and they want to yeah. see the headliner person that they came yeah. to see. And a lot of the times when you go to these concerts, the people who are there have never been to a concert before or have not that much experience with concerts. So they're sitting here like, why is this taking so long? They expecting the headliner to be out at 830. And that's just completely unattainable. And then they realize, oh, there's open acts. This is not who I came to see. Like, And then they just get really aggravated and angry and just, very unnecessary attitude. <laughs> but if they really sat there and listened, they'd realize, oh, I actually like this person. Like, I've seen Black get booed at the Norva. No. And then see people, you know, blasting his music months later. And I'm like, you booed this man <laughs> who did not deserve to be booed. Because you wanted to see Wale. And you don't want to give this young man a chance. So I get a little frustrated sometimes when I go to concert and I'm surrounded by those people in the crowd because they're very impatient and they don't really, they're not really there necessarily to just enjoy everything that the show has to offer. Yeah, it's, it, it, I, I, nowadays I do have mixed feelings. Like I, 
I empathize with the opener because once again, the hardest part about the opener is they didn't come to see you. Like you're in the way, like you're in the way of the process of what they're trying to get to. So I'm trying to see uh, the headliner, right? So now I got to get through all these people who I did not come to see. So now, you know, and even the fact that you got to do that, um, it creates like a barrier in your mind sometimes where it's like, even if you wanted to be receptive to it, it's like, I didn't, it's almost like if you go to a burger joint and the, and the guy comes out and he says, well, uh, while you're waiting for your burger, here's some soft tacos. And you're like, I I mean, thanks, but I I came to get a burger. Why am I getting tacos? You know, it's free tacos. And I'm the person, I'm the person who's like, ooh, tacos. Like, (laughs) this is cool. So there really are multiple types of people in this world. You know what? And I believe you because, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, she's a food connoisseur. Um, You know, she really travels the world and tries different cuisines, different. She finds all the cool food spots. Um, If nothing else, I mean, follow her for music. Follow her for, you know, travel. And also follow her for her food Um, because she's low key like a chef. She's Chef Anika also. Like she bakes cookies, she makes cakes and pies, um, you know, yes, you know, and just has a really good eye for where the good food is at. And, you know, everybody doesn't have that, you know, you know, some people, you know, they'll take you to a restaurant. It's a dud. So I don't think that happens with Anika. I think she finds where the, <laughs> I would hope not. you know, she finds I where the know. good food is at keyword good. Um, uh, so, uh, um, but you know what? This connects to my my next uh, my next question. Um, for where? Well, I guess uh, they haven't defined exactly where they're holding the festival. But I guess in that general area, I'm sure that they'll have it somewhat in the same general area. Do you have any? Um, let's just say for the sake of saying, it's somewhere around where they used to have it. Do you have any go to food spots? that you would recommend um, from your time that you were down there before? Funny enough, I'm just thinking like, dang, these spots may not even exist anymore because you know how the restaurant business is. But I guess from what you remember, what was a food spot that you checked out when you, when you did go? What, to the festival? Yes. Did you get a chance to check out some food spots before going, going in to the festival? Um, Well, the festival is at the beach. And I don't really eat at the ocean front, but ah. I did enjoy some of the food vendors that were at the festival. And what was really cool was they had like local food vendors, but they had a lot of people from like Oregon and Utah. So they like sourced a lot of food from different places, which I thought was cool because there was a lot of aspects of, you know, partnership with the community with ODU and SU and you know different entities in the 757 but when you think of it on the aspect of sourcing different places 
outside of Virginia in the area to come in and vend food, it's really cool because you're bringing a type of aspect of something that you would travel for here. For people who wouldn't necessarily think to travel to get these types of food or want to travel to get these types of food or could afford to travel to get these types of food. So <clears throat> that will be interesting to see what the what the food is looking like at the festival um, this year. Uh, I went ahead and got my ticket the day they dropped. Nice. Around the locals only, Virginia locals only sale. So before anyone else can get tickets. Oh, that's whack. Um, that's super whack. Yeah. You're able to go to, <coughs> it's actually called the United Home Loans Amphitheater. It's not called Farm View Live anymore. But you can go there. And people wake up at like six o'clock in the morning and they wait in an hour in a long line Lord. just so they can buy a ticket for the festival um, without taxes and fees. And oh, no, that's a win. That's a win. It was 185. Um, oh, no. Yeah. I was not able to, I had orders and stuff, and I'm just not the type to wake up at 6 a.m. to go wait in line for tickets. But um, uh, I had surprised my by friends that. Was there. You said what? I'm surprised by that. No? 6 o'clock in the morning for, for tickets? No? You're not yeah. an early bird? No. <laughs> and it's not even about waking up or anything. It's just I'm, I'm a very if it'll be, it'll be type of person. I'm not going to do all that. But okay. <laughs> I, I still happen to have a friend who did that. So I was just able to send in the money to get the ticket. For so you were plugged because in. Because you were able to buy up to two. So. That is a deal. Because they're like 250 Like 250 right now. Well, they, they, they do it here. So once they go out to like the public public, it's like uh, a certain price and then when that sold out it goes up to the higher price and then when that sold out it Painful. goes up to the higher price but, you know there's so many people trying to buy these tickets that practically the first level does not even exist when it comes. so painful so, yeah my heart hurts yeah. that that's just um you know a uh, quick question because this was something i was trying to logistically figure out uh, when I initially was trying to go in 2019, um, what, I guess, what area would you, I mean, hotels are probably done now, but um, if there is something available, like what, what suggestions would you give as far as like area that you can go to hotel wise that you wouldn't be. I mean, that's a tricky one. I li I live here, and um, a lot of us are like, "What are we gonna do?" <laughs> to be oh, honest, uh... when it comes to when it comes to something in the water, as soon as people like at the end of twenty nineteen, something in the water. Oh, the hotels are bumped for twenty twenty. That's insane. Um, I hate like that. that same the end of that same weekend, and um, as soon as it was announced here like I, I see people saying like you know rooms are so expensive at night um at the oceanfront which is it's already at the beach so 
they're already going to be expensive, but then you add a, a whole entire festival on top of that, that makes it even worse. In 2019, I drove from Norfolk to Virginia Beach each day for the festival. Legendary. Was I a fan of that? No. <laughs> I really wasn't. But, I mean, what can you do for real? So, I don't know. I'm I'm still personally trying to figure out if we're like gonna get an Airbnb or you know that might be the move. What that that situation is gonna be? Um, I probably would do hotels are gonna tax ridiculously. Not saying that Airbnb wouldn't, but um, I don't know. I'd probably lean towards yeah. Airbnb might be that might be the that might be the play. You know, but I think I'm guessing. But I mean, if you if, if you're someone who has the money and you're for convenience, I would give I would I would get a, a place at at the beach, um, or on, at least on, on that strip, not necessarily on the waterfront or or on the main area where the where the um, festival is taking place, and maybe further down on Thirty Sixth Street or something. Like Man. I know people who do live live at the beach. Oh, they're gonna make so much money charging for parking in their in their parking oh, lot. Big big way to make revenue for the Jeez, well, that's shouts out to the people making making a couple dollars. Shouts out to the people making a couple dollars, you know, you know, who can hate against that? And it's, and it's great. And like we talked about in the beginning of this conversation, that's great for the town. You know, shouts out to Pharrell uh, doing that because um, I think we, we need to create our own festivals. A lot of times these festivals are owned by, you know, big companies that are, you know, I mean, they have the money to, to put these things together, the relationships to put these things together. And, you know, kind of the locals kind of get, you know, kind of get ripped off. Like, you know, sometimes they'll be able to get involved, but a lot of times, you know, they may not be um, in the plan because they don't have to be. So it's dope getting somebody that's from there that's that's in tune that, you know, like you said, involving, you know, people outside of town to introduce you to new foods and things, but also keeping the people in town in play. So you know, everybody can win. Everybody can eat. And uh, that's that's a dope thing um, to have. Um, so I wanted to give people, since we've been talking about festivals and all these things, uh, something in the water, April 28th to the 30th, 2023, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And uh, as you heard from Anika, to all those who weren't lucky enough to be able to connect. Well, no, she was there. But she was just plugged. You know, Anika is plugged. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, tickets are on sale. Uh, they're stupid. Uh, you know, let me look and see what the, what the tickets are now. Bypasses. Let me, let me just see where it's at. I thought the last thing I thought, saw, I saw... Something like two fifty. Let's say three day for general admission. Yep, two fifty. So two ha three hundred dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, um, because uh, two fifty, um, and it's a fifty dollar fee on top of that. Um, 
but it's uh, three days, GA, general admission, tier three. Uh, we're at, what, what tier, so you're tier one on your ticket. Um, includes one GA rest, uh, wristband that allows entry to the festival, main lineup, activities, food and drink vendors. Um, looks good. So $300, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to. And that's now. I don't know how they do these upping of the tiers, but I'm sure where we at. Where I mean, no. what's there is there at this point. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we at. Three hundred dollars is where we at. But I mean, you're getting three days of shows, right? You know? I mean, a day. I mean, it's a festival. You know, yeah. You know, people see that big number and they forget. I mean, you're seeing like multiple artists live that one of these artists is like a hundred. And if you take in that date, you know, you know, or buying two tickets is probably like a hundred something uh, or taking your crew, everybody, you know, it's a hundred something. So you paying like one 300 fee and you see a multiple artists over, you know, three days. So it's, you know, it's, you know there's ways, perspectives, perspectives, um, but you know, life is perspective. Um, Let's see. How do I want to end it off? I want to end this thing off. Uh, big shout out to you for taking out the time. You're a working class woman, uh, working all day, then doing interviews. You know, you know, it's 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 you know when you're when you're big time, you know. But we we we're happy that we were just able to get a moment in time where we could uh, interview again. It's always dope to get. Um, get a talk with you and you're from the town. So I figured when I saw this come up, I'm like, who's from that town that really, and and who really, you know, had been there and kind of had a, had a lay of the land. And, you know, the only person I knew was Anika. Anika had, she knew, she knew the whole time. Uh, So I want to thank you again for taking out the time. Uh, to talk to talk to the show, Dunn Son's show. And um, we appreciate you. And um, I always like to start uh, end, uh, end an interview when I can think about it or, you know, when I don't get just so in the interview, I start talking, 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 and just get off on tangents. I always like to end things off with, like, a motivational something um, – I don't know if you say advice, but just something to lead the people with that they can maybe, you know, do something positive with it. Uh, maybe a key, a gem. Um, so we can lead the people with that. What's what's something um, a motiva- motivational antidote that may someone some someone might have told you recently or something that you saw? Um, just a word of encouragement that you would give to the people that, you know, you might have in your backpack. Well, if I would say anything, I think, I think as people, we are always so caught up on what we don't have or where we're not currently at when we look at those around us or look at the things that we want to do, achieve and be that we don't take the time to kind of consider all that we have done or all that we are doing. Because at one point you're hurt. You 
with what you were looking up to be, if that makes sense. So for me, it's taking the time to highlight the small wins, kind of sit at where you are right now and consider how you weren't there a month, two months, two years ago, and be proud of that. And that gives you even more motivation to keep pushing and keep going. Man, that was, uh, I'm going to be honest, and not that I was, uh, I didn't believe in you. Um, <laughs> but that was, that was better than what I, that was better than what I thought was going to come out. I, you know, that was, uh, that was amazing. Uh, that wasn't ready. That was uh, great advice. Um, that was amazing advice, because I think sometimes, uh you do, you know what? I was telling somebody uh, not too long ago. I was like, like it's especially when you work and kind of have like a regiment routine, you end up realizing like, oh, um, um, like you you're on autopilot. You don't really even like, you know, outside of the little things that pop out here and there, like you know, even like a show, a festival, or something happening. But generally speaking, you know, it's like a. A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. And you kind of lose track of just placement of where you're at, just time, everything. And um, you can sometimes feel like you are behind, um, and especially if you're being aware of like other people around you that maybe get more or doing different things, more vacations or more cars or more houses or whatever, bigger jobs, bigger money, whatever. Um, but you make a really excellent point. Like, you know, we all can remember five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and we remember even uh, something I remember that you said, you know, 2019, you're, you're, um, you're, you're in school and just your, what was going on in your life at that time was different. You know, and then if you look at that point to where you are now or where you even were uh, a couple of years ago, well, shoot, a year ago, you know, and just your life is different. And I'm sure everything's not the way that you want it to be. But the fact that you are aware of on some level aware of and recognize like there's things you can complain about, but there are also things that you can be very thankful and grateful for and uh I think that was that was that was really great advice for the people. Thank you. So I want to thank you again. We appreciate you for taking out the time. You know I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh when I edit this. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. You know why? Because I didn't mean to press that button. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad part is the it's so long. And I want to press the button again, but I don't want to play this again. So I just have to, <laughs> I, have to I have to let it keep going. I don't know how to turn it off. Well, there's no better way to end this show. There's no better way. <laughs> That was what I wanted. 
Thank you, Anika, for the time. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll check you out on the next show. We'll come up with something. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Peace. Bye.